there, and welcome to the Animag Podcast. Hey, and what is up, everybody? Welcome back to Animag, the number one anime podcast on Mars. Baby, I'm your host, Asylum, sitting here with... I'm Kiss, the number one simp for mommy. Oh, my God. He has officially started simping for mommy because of this episode. Oh, my God, yes. I don't know how to feel about that. I really don't. Fuck all y'all mommy haters. (laughs) (laughs) It's given me weird mixed emotions, this episode, because in episode two at the end, they made her seem like she was going to come into this episode being batshit crazy but when everything kind of starts to unfold with her she's really not all that crazy maybe we didn't get to the crazy part yet i think that that could be the case they're trying to save it it's like me and zay were talking about this show is kind of doing a really good job at building you to the peak currently because obviously they don't want to get everything too hype too soon they want to get you maybe midway and then drop the fucking ball and i think they're doing a fantastic job first of all yay could shut the fuck up (laughs) whoa At the beginning for episode one, he was like, oh, talking shit on her and a girlfriend, right? He did say this was a shit-tiered anime, so yeah, that is kind of true. Get your ass out of here with your mid-tier fucking spy family. But look, just today he comes into work and he's like, man, episode three was actually kind of good. No, no, no. Get off. Get off the train. Get off the train. And he accurately rated it. He said in his book, it's a seven. Oh, shut up. It ain't a seven. I think it might be. We'll have to, we'll get there. I don't know if my, my decision might change after we fully discuss it, but that's about where I was for this episode too. Seven, maybe an eight, but I think an eight might be pushing it. There's reasons why. There's reasons why I might drop it below an eight, but all right. So this episode really technically takes place in like two areas and the main area being the apartments, which was kind of nice. So you're not all over the place you know yeah the apartment i would say outdoor and like a little small one uh for at school yeah small piece at school the apartments were a major part of it the balcony the front balcony and then mommy was on the streets but i didn't really count the mommy part because Mm, oh god here we go so this episode literally picks up right where the last one left off chizuru is at kazuya's door saying that she lost her key and one of my favorite parts is when chizuru says do you mind if i come in and just walk Walks right past him before he can even say yes to go in. And they just show this dude like in utter shock. His face is just frozen and he is so scared and shook. He's like, <laughs> so like as he's frozen in fear, they show Chizuru like in the background taking off her shoes. A couple of things I want to point out. In the last episode, I said when you live in an apartment, you can just go ask the landlord or the apartment managers to open your door. And the writers of this show actually covered that because Chizuru says she couldn't go or she tried to go to to the landlord and they were away for the night. Getting them to go open the door was out of the question. That is something that I highly appreciate about these writers because that small detail that they said, well, let's not leave that lingering. Let's put that in and maybe help people understand why she's at this man's apartment. The second thing is the fact that we both also said she was probably going to comment on how messy his apartment was and it's literally the first thing she (laughs) says. She's like, oh, this place is a mess. It's always a mess. Like, bitch, then you can leave and you can go sit outside on the balcony. Thank God he sprayed some Febreze before she went in. (laughs) He still had nut rags all on the floor, though. That's super embarrassing. We see Kazuya having, like, this massive internal battle inside of his head. He's basically freaking out because he's 
weekend, she'll have to wind up spending the night. So in his head, he's trying to figure out how he's going to ask her to do so. Finally, right as he's about to, you know, spit it out and be like, hey, uh, you want to stay the night? He starts to say it. He starts to stutter real bad. And then Chizuru just opens the curtains and his back balcony door. And he's like, wait, what? The balcony, turns out, is one of the main reasons why Chizuru went over because she wanted to go onto his balcony and make sure that she actually locked her back door because remember their balconies are somewhat conjoining she has to lean over and look over a little wall to see but it's doable (laughs) the balcony scene is where a couple of crazy things go down I am so proud of our boy Kazuya on this balcony scene. So as Chizuru's leaning over Kazuya's balcony, looking over into hers, he notices that she's in like kind of a short skirt in his head he's like man is this even okay for me to be seeing like should i not be looking not like he could really see anything but the skirt was pretty high up onto her legs chizuru just quite can't see her doors locked so she leans in a little further over the balcony and in doing so she slips and almost falls over the balcony and our boy kazuya saves the day by grabbing what her ass of course (laughs) this literally freaks out both of them chizuru's like hey where do you think you're touching and he goes well you're about to fall over and she's like well you could have grabbed my hips instead so he does so he grabs her hips and quite honestly this looked 10 times worse than him just grabbing her ass (laughs) literally puts him in like a doggy style position when he grabbed her hips and then like also while he had his hands on her ass he was like oh it's so soft This dude... A little little tree branch started growing. (laughs) This dude had to go change his pants, probably. My God. So that's not even the craziest part on the balcony. Him grabbing her ass and then grabbing her by the waist. In all of this chaos, she manages to see the lock... And she's like, I can see it. You can let go now. And he does, but it's a little too sudden. And she ends up falling back onto his balcony. And one way or another, this part was kind of weird to me, the way that they ended up, how they ended up in this situation. that confused me. They both fall onto Kazuya's balcony, but Kazuya, who was behind her, keep this in mind, ended up on top of Chizuru now. So Chizuru's laying on her back and he's like on top of her, like in a missionary style position. I don't understand how that happened. They want wind up kind of like face to face here and they're both in shock Kazuya's in his head and he's just pointing out how hot Shizuru is up close and I thought for a second that we might potentially get maybe like a kiss scene here because honestly it's kind of a right moment for it though I mean they did a full setup right he was grabbing her ass she's like well grab my waist instead now they fall and they're kind of romantically looking into each other's eyes I thought we were getting a kiss scene here, but I was wrong. We didn't. So I, I knew it. I was like, oh, possible. But in my head, I was like, nah, it, it's too early. Yeah, yeah. Way too season. early. They're going to save something like that for back end stuff, but it would have fucking blew my mind if they had done it here. Something that kind of shook me here was the fact that Chizuru really didn't freak out about it. She just literally like so calmly says, get off me or just get off. And like, I expected more of a freak out from her, you know? Yeah. Typical like Chizuru fashion. already in that situation before. True. She's just so calm about it. She's just like, get off. This whole episode kind of gets me thinking that she's really starting to warm up into her own feelings for Kazuya because later on we're gonna come into some more shit and it really does seem like she's just starting to embrace the fact that she might actually have feelings for him but she's still slightly trying to fight it you know seems like she's in a middle grounds with her own feelings currently so they're on top of each other bam the doorbell rings they both like go huh 
And Kazuya gets up and he checks the peephole and he notices that it's mommy. <laughs> Before we fully dive into this, I want to point out that we really did think mommy was on some kind of weird stalker shit in the last podcast episode we did. Because remember, we thought she had went to his apartment because she saw him and Shizuru go inside. That's literally not the case at all. She just happened to be in the in area. The, yeah. And a while back, Kazuya had gave her his address and said, come by whenever you want. So she wasn't on some weird stalker shit. So I'm really shocked that they painted her in the preview on episode two of the end they painted her as some kind of like weird stalker but she was just coming in for a visit so Kazuya and Chizuru are inside of his house literally freaking out they're like this is my favorite part they're whispering to each other he's like it's mommy John and she's like what why is she here and they're just having like this big whisper fest as they're kind of whispering to each other mommy starts to like turn the doorknob and she realizes it's unlocked because Kazuya's dumbass left it unlocked like an idiot well, so you let uh, Chizuru in Correct. So he pulls Chizuru into the kitchen so they can hide out of sight from the front door. They get in the kitchen and Chizuru's like, my shoes, my shoes, because her shoes are off by the front door. And the whole whispering shit had me geeking out, bro. <laughs> I don't know why it's so funny to me, but she's like, my shoes, my shoes. And then boom. The door opens. Mommy's just kind of standing there. Like, the door's wide open. She's in the door frame. And she's like, Kazuya, are you home? All the while, him and Chizuru are literally sitting probably inches away in the kitchen. This part had my anxiety fucking sky high, bro. Like, my heart was beating fast for them. And after a little bit of time, Mommy realizes, like, Kazuya's probably not home. He didn't answer anything. So she leaves, closes the door and leaves. Kazuya falls over in relief in the kitchen. And Chizuru's like, all right, then I'm gonna just go. Right here, she seemed a little upset that mommy actually showed up to Kazuya's house. She kind of seemed agitated by this. If uh, Kazuya ever invited mommy. She's kind of just assuming that he already had plans with mommy for that night. Because, I mean, she did, Chizuru did show up unannounced, really and truly. As Chizuru's getting ready to leave, Kazuya points out that she can't leave because mommy might still be in the area. Remember, like, mommy said, this was pointed out, I think, in maybe the first or second episode in season two so far, that mommy told Chizuru she didn't want her and Kazuya to be involved anymore. You know, now they have to wait in the apartment, wait for mommy to clear the area. The scene cuts from the apartments to mommy now. She's walking away. She's thinking about where Kazuya could be. And then, in natural, crazy mommy fashion, she remembers that she saw a purse on the floor of Kazuya's apartment. This was kind of weird to me. She didn't really look mad over this. She just got like crazy eyes her eyes turned black and they were kind of like glossed over as she stared in the directions of the apartments <laughs> wonder if she knows that that's chizuru's purse oh no but maybe she's feeling a little jealous just like chizuru i mean probably look in a little jealous whenever she heard it was mommy over there obviously mommy's gonna be jealous she sees a purse on this man's floor she knows it's not his purse obviously so some jealousy could be struck there because there is a girl in his or there was a girl at his apartment because of the purse but I wonder if she knew it was Chizuru's purse. I wonder if that's why her eyes turned black. That's something that I was really thinking about. I don't think mommy ever saw Chizuru with a purse. Maybe I'm trying to look too deep into that and maybe I want that conflict to become real but yeah I don't remember a purse me neither Chizuru and if there was it was probably like a little purse a little tiny yeah this was a big purse with a big lock and shit on it <laughs> this was like she was coming to spend the night she knew what she wanted <laughs> 
So we cut back to the apartments, and after all this, Kazuya and Shizuru are just basically killing time, waiting to make sure Mommy's not in the area, and he says something that I don't think is accurate right here. He was in his head, talking to himself in his head, and he asked why Chizuru went to his apartment in the first place rather than a friend's or a relative's, and he says, wouldn't it have been quicker for her to do either of those? But like, they literally live next door to each other, dude. No, it's way quicker for her to just go to your place. That, that part confused me and it's like so not accurate. Why would she hop in a taxi and go across fucking town to her mom's or whatever when she could just go to the next door over? And just wait for the landlord. Exactly. Or landlady this guy, I, I think this guy's so shook at this point. You got the balcony scene. He touched Chizuru's ass. He fell on top of her. Then you got the anxiety scene where mommy's about to fucking catch them. I think he's so fucked up right here in the head that he's not thinking straight. Yeah. <laughs> Because that makes no sense at all to me. So a little more time passes and Chizuru goes to leave. Now they're outside on the front balcony and she notices, once they're outside, that the apartment manager is actually back in the office. Which is good news for her. That means she can go home. Bad news for Kazuya. Bad news for Kazuya. He's got to jerk it tonight, boys. (laughs) So the next scene on the front balcony is where we wind up getting a ton of character development for Chizuru. I don't care what Yaze says right here, this balcony scene a fuck ton of character development happens for her. So to try and give y'all an accurate short version of what happened because I can nitpick this and dissect it so much I'm gonna try my best not to. It's pretty much basically the entire back end of this episode. Kazuya remembers Chizuru's grandma and all the stuff she had told him in the hospital. She's getting ready to go downstairs to talk to the manager. He tells her, he's like, look, if you ever need anything I'm here for you. I'm your neighbor and your friend. And right here we wind up learning about Chizuru because she she like leans back against the railing and she starts just kind of talking to him because basically he was like look if you don't want to go to your parents or your friends whatever you can always come to me and she leans against the balcony railing and we learn that her parents actually don't exist her dad left when she was young and her mom died and then her grandpa died shortly after that so all she really has is her grandma and then she says that she has no friends so maybe Kazuya saying this to her is like really special to her deep down in inside. Maybe that's why she leaned against the balcony and kind of started pouring herself out to him. We learned that she had promised her grandpa that she would become an actress one day, hence why she's trying so hard to be one. You know, she's really putting in that extra work. You always see her like acting notebook and it's full of tabs and shit. And she says that she wants her grandma, who is all she has left, to be able to see her on the silver screen. And after all this, she asked Kazuya if he's turned off. She's like, you're turned off? Like, you know, you don't like me anymore? Of course this fucking simp isn't she finishes this whole fucking feelings poor with the girl you're paying to date is nothing special just a struggling actress and a college student clinging to a childhood dream bro so sad why is that so sad but like i said massive character development right there for Chizuru. We pretty much never get to hear her talk about herself so that's huge, number one. Kind of figured that about her parents, but then we learn about her parents. Kazuya thinking about what her grandma said, like, you know, she wants someone that can see her for her and someone that's going to be there for her. He tries to show her that he can relate, okay? Because, you know, that's what you do in conversation. Someone says something and you try to reply with your own version of 
that story, but in a relatable way. So he starts giving her his childhood story, his whole deal. He tells her how he still has his parents and how even though he was ugly as a baby, they still loved him uncontrollably. Basically saying the complete opposite of what Chizuru had just said moments ago. And she's like, okay, are you bragging or something? (laughs) Like, this is, you're going about this the wrong way, bro. She's like, yeah, my mom died, my dad left, and he's like, got both my parents. <laughs> ah, damn. <laughs> then he's like, no, 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 and he tries to explain. He's like, compared to you, I've lived a carefree life because my future is basically set. And he tells her how he's going to wind up taking over his family's shop, and that honestly, he's kind of okay with that. And I suppose, I suppose his message was supposed to be to her that it's okay to just relax and be yourself. But he did such a shitty job at trying to get this message out to Chizuru that it really did come off as if he was just being a fucking dick. (laughs) (laughs) And at the very end of this conversation, he says that he wants to be by her side and that she is cool. No matter what, he wants to be by her side forever. She looks at him, she's like, forever? And he's freaking out, like, you know, just typical Kazuya. And she calls him a dummy. And she does what Chizuru always fucking does best. You know, when she's deep in her feelings i think she realizes that she's in her feelings she turned it into something work related and she goes i can't turn down anyone that says they want to be by my side it's my job like bro come on just fucking tell him how you feel chizuru there's no way i'm the only person that feels this way kind of seeing that chizuru's definitely falling into some feelings here like sure she's gonna turn it work related because she has that feeling shell that armored shell on but after all this in episode three i I think she really is starting to get feelings for Kazuya. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Bro! Ever since uh, Kazuya rented her out for his friend, and that's when I realized that she is starting to like Kazuya. Because of how his friend was talking so good about him. To, I mean... Uh, we said this back in season one that she had feelings for him but what i'm trying to say in season two here on episode three in the current state is that obviously she does have feelings for him but i feel like she's starting to let it show more than we've got in the past she's starting to kind of just sink into it and be like all right well this is what it is you know yeah, i don't she's know just trying to get kazia to get a hint at it so he maybe best first Maybe that's a good thought. That is a really good thought because she's not going to want to say it first. Because he's going to be like, it, it has to be her ladies first. <laughs> <laughs> ladies first. <laughs> So at the end of this balcony scene, they kind of make it seem like Kazuya and Chizuru didn't speak for a while because he's like, as she walked down those stairs that night, the image of the back of her body was burned into my brain. To me, it's like maybe this was just on the weekend that this happened because then it shows them at school. It's like, so did they go a while without talking or was this just over the weekend? I'm thinking it was just over the weekend and he's just being overly dramatic. Or maybe Sunday? I'm thinking this might have happened on like a Friday night, the balcony scene. And then they didn't talk for the rest of the weekend, and then they just see each other Monday at school. I don't know. That part for me was a little confusing. The time frame of this. But anyways, when they see each other at school in the next scene, they're kind of like walking towards each other, and he notices her, God, right away. And she does also notice him, because they apparently both stop in the middle of the hall and just kind of like stare at each other (laughs) all weirdly. And she's holding on to a book, like with her arms crossed, you know, like clenching it. And she ends up looking at him and opening one of her hands, to kind of give him like a low-key hello and this dude fucking comes his pants over it. He starts fucking (laughs) dancing down the hallway like, woo! 
<laughs> like all this for a fucking hand wave. But that hand wave is kind of important because remember back in season one, she was like, if you see me at school, don't interact with me. And remember, she didn't want that to be a thing. Yeah. So now we get a scene where they see each other at school and she low key waves to him. That's a big fucking important piece right there. Oh, she's yeah. she's interacting with him at school. I don't know. I might be hyping that part up a little too much, but that's how I deciphered it. And then mommy was right around the corner and she saw it all go down Uh and she looks pissed too and i i'm this is the part where i started wondering if she knew that that was chizuru's purse in his apartment because she just looks pissed right here and then boom We hit the credit roll, and then, you know, typical Rent-A-Girlfriend, there's some shit after credit roll. So, the little clip after the credit roll, before the next episode preparation scene, is not really that crazy. It's just Kazuya, like, spacing out, making some copies of some kind of paper, and he's just daydreaming about Chizuru, and then, all of a sudden, Mommy walks up behind him, and she's like, Kazuya... You have a minute? Yeah. So I'm, I'm <laughs> wondering. Yeah, what are you hiding? It was literally just some fucking like book papers. Like, why is he hiding that? Because <laughs> he did grab the paper and put it behind his back, but he also was daydreaming that it was pictures of Chizuru, I guess. Maybe he was just <laughs> lost in his head. And then where this episode really got me fucking balls to the wall excited was when they start prepping you for episode four. It shows Ruka. So we know for sure episode four is getting Ruka involved and it's letting us know that she'll be back in the next episode apparently they're gonna have a sleepover and she's like getting food and stuff and she's just talking to Kazuya you know like a weird not to his face I guess it's just like voice clips from the next episode and they're showing just a bunch of shit and then they show like a piece of hair on Kazuya's floor so I'm imagining Ruka goes over and she finds like Chizuru's hair and she's gonna freak out about it but then even worse than the hair they show a fucking condom (laughs) two <laughs> is two is our boy about to get it the fuck in dude is our guy about to get laid at first i thought it was kazuya and mommy doing the freaking uh preview like talking to each other because if i remember correctly i think mommy was the one that was like telling oh you virgin yeah i, I did, did see something that. about that i don't know man i really thought it was ruka or, or unless maybe they are prepping the episode to be a sleepover with Ruka, but it's mommy that was kind of narrating it. I'm not oh, too no, sure. Just gonna have to see. I'm very curious, but I'm not gonna hype myself up like I did for episode three because remember, we thought we were coming into a shit show where mommy was gonna come in and stab everyone, and she didn't. She was just a normal character. So maybe the condom and the hair, maybe it's all literally just nothing. Yeah, kind of like what they did last episode. Yeah. And I hope not. I hope our boy gets it in. Like, sadly, we know it's not gonna be with Chizuru, but whatever. We'll take next, anyone. Next episode. See it. Uncensored. What? <laughs> Rent a girlfriend turns into a fucking hentai. What the fuck happened? <laughs> Wait, is this a, did I? Am I watching the? Did they download the wrong episode? <laughs> nah, man. Then we gotta let hentai with the bros take over. Those guys. All in all, not a terrible episode. I mean, sure, we were falsely led to believe that mommy was gonna do a certain thing or be a certain way, but I really appreciate that character development with Chizuru a lot. You know, it, it puts her on a more personal level with the viewer because now we know some shit about her family. I mean, we already knew she kind of was hard on herself, but now we know how she really feels. She's just like, bro, I ain't shit. I don't know why you like me. <laughs> Probably, I don't know, man. <sighs> I put it as an eight. 
I don't know if I want to put it at an eight. I kind of want to put it at a seven because I'm a little like, disappointed I, I about wanted, the mommy shit. I wanted, I wanted to put it as a seven because at the beginning I was like, oh, it's pretty good, and then once they showed mommy, I was like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> I, it did kind of draw me into mommy's character a little more than I did. I, I liked her, but I, this episode made me like side more with her. Like maybe she's not crazy. Maybe she's just in love. Join our side. I don't know, man. I'm gonna give it a seven. I gotta stick with my seven because i am a little pissed off about them doing that making us think that she was gonna barge into his apartment and beat the shit out of chizuru and she didn't i'm gonna hit it hard and this is how y'all know i'm serious about these ratings this season i'm not just giving this high ratings if it does something to piss me off i gotta stay true to the ratings so i'll give it a seven old thomacus will give it an eight you know that's still yes. high numbers yeah but i kind of like how they did with mommy's character if they would have showed more with mommy i guess it would have been nine right for me. that's the thing if they would have flushed out mommy a little more in this episode i'd probably have it at an eight they just didn't do a whole lot with her like what they did with cheese and like what they did with here's the thing here's the thing maybe we're just going ahead of ourselves this is only episode three (laughs) (laughs) you know what i'm saying like we still got an entire we're not even halfway bro So, I'd say by the time we get to episode 5, shit is going to be wild in this season, I think. I know you would have been giggly if Kazuya would have grabbed her by the hips, and then she would have been like, what's poking me? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> Dude, I wish they would have put that in. <laughs> Kazuya, what is that? <laughs> oh, nothing. He lets her go. Oh, nothing. He's ripping his cock out. He's ripping his cock out. <laughs> Where's Charlie when you need him? <laughs> that's honestly, that's how they should have did the balcony scene. That happens when she's like, well, instead of grabbing my ass, you grab my waist. And he grabs her waist. Then she's like, oh, Kazuya, what's that poking me? He's like, oh, nothing. Let's go of her. He falls on his back and then she slips and falls on top of him. She should have been on top of him in that scene. No, 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 no. Not no, the no. other way around. Whenever he grabbed the waist, <laughs> she would say, something's poking me. You just see moist critical at the bottom being like, oh, he's whipping his cock out. <laughs> At the apartment below. <laughs> it's not just Charlie, it's his clones too. So all the clones? Like... <laughs> they're all each on their own balcony. The whole apartment just, just lived in by Kazuya Chizuru, the real Charlie and all of his clones. <laughs> he's the he's the apartment manager. <laughs> Oh my god. So, I mean, not a bad episode. I'm just ready for four. I can't wait to see more of Mommy. This, I'm gonna say it, this season's moving for me. It's like, as as soon as we record this podcast and I get it done and uploaded, by the time I post on the website Friday, it's like, god, I'm just sitting here waiting for the fucking episode to drop. And, I mean, admittedly, it is one of my favorite animes, but I'm watching some other shit now, too, and it, it all drops on Friday, which is kind of a pain in the ass. Yeah, I just finished D. Gray Man. Okay. Which I was pretty good it kind of remind me of um what you call it soul eater it's like a dark, oh yeah I, I actually love it like how many, how many seasons like four oh god damn oh god damn yeah i'll pass <laughs> But then I gotta watch The Gray Man Hollow, which is the next. I'm and just... then I started watching the new season of The Devil is a Part Timer. Yeah, I saw a bunch of people geeking about that. 12 episodes, season one. I'm telling you guys right now, everyone's gotta go and get on Engage Kiss. Really good show. It is new. They only got three episodes out right now. 
They drop on Friday, but this show's slapping pretty hard for me. And that's also what I'm just trying to stick to stuff right now that's either new or has one season. I don't want to engage in anything that's got too many seasons currently. Maybe after Rent a Girlfriend and I take a break from podcasting, I might dive into some shit, but not right now. It's too much, man. Yeah, since we got Rent a Girlfriend, but I was thinking about doing something with the viewers of Animag. Oh! Like, do a stream session. Like a watch, a stream along, watch along? Or like play let's say mario kart mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like play other games with fellow any mag viewers i can't fucking play i don't have mario kart Get it. it's too expensive <laughs> frick we're out here we gotta we gotta keep the lights on in the any mag offices i can't just go get <laughs> mario kart <laughs> I can't write like any other games. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I might eventually get Mario Kart. I just bought an interface. I'm changing my mic setup for this podcast. So really don't have the Animac funds to be buying games right now. (laughs) Unless you guys want to donate, we'll we'll take donations. We'll take you going to altysubs.com and using code Animag at checkout for 10% off all your purchases. We'll take that too. I mean, anything helps. (laughs) And anyways... That's pretty much going to do it for this episode, guys. We hope you enjoyed, because this was a fun one. This was a good one for me. A lot of fun doing it. I was a little nervous because I did take a frick ton of notes, but you kind of had to for this one. Yeah. And, and I honestly feel like it's only going to get worse from here. Right now, it's about three to four pages of notes. I feel like probably by the middle to the back end, we'll have about eight pages of notes. Yeah, I think I'm going to do notes for the next Yeah, just, just jot a few things down, you just know? The, just the main important things. My shit's not necessarily notes, per se. It's more of like a show outline, so that way I can walk us through it, but I do jot down a few things in parentheses so I can make my comments about it here and there. There. Mm. But we hope you guys enjoyed. We'll see you in the next one. And until then, so long, everybody. Sayonara. Thank you for listening. Be sure to visit our website at www.animag.org. See you next time. <laughs>